All right. So we have some trivia to kick off today's episode. How many thoughts do the, does the average human being think per day? Approximately. Give it a guess. Now brace yourself. 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 thoughts a day. And to go even further to totally blow your mind. What is the percentage of those thoughts that are repetitive? I'm not even going to hold you back. I'm just going to tell you because it's so mind boggling. 90%, 90% of our thoughts are repetitive. This is according to the research of Dr. Fred Luskin of Stanford University, who must know a thing or two because he's at Stanford. You know what I mean? And we got to do something about this because chances are, if you're like the majority of humans, the thoughts you're thinking over and over again are probably not the most helpful or supportive thoughts. So this episode is all about doing the first essential step, which like everything is raising our awareness on what our thoughts are in the first place so that we can do something about it. So I'm going to be sharing with you a strategy of how you can start noticing your thoughts and then what you can do to have them start turning more towards being more powerful, more supportive, and possibly even more positive. Let's jump in. Welcome to So To Speaks The Closet series. I'm your host, Christy Mandor. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving, overthinking, established and emerging leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into their lives. I believe that by strengthening your emotional intelligence, rediscovering your core values and boosting your mindset, you have hit the jackpot trifecta of being well on your way to feeling more relieved, reset and ready to bring your whole self back into the world. My hope is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling reconnected with yourself with possibly even a shift in perspective that supports you along the way. Because sometimes the smallest spaces allow the biggest insights to emerge. I'm glad you're here. All right. So this is the third time I have recorded this because for some reason it's not recording. So the benefit for you is that you keep getting a more articulate (laughs) and concise version of this episode, because as the story goes, long story short is a Mandor myth. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's so true anyway. Okay. So we think a lot of thoughts a gazillion, 60,000 to be exact. And 90% of those are repetitive, which if you're like the majority of human beings, you are most likely not thinking really, really uplifting and positive thoughts to yourself. And chances are they may not even be your own thoughts because the thoughts that you think that are unpleasant are not your thoughts. They're not because there's no way that if you could consciously think of a thought for yourself that you would think of a thought that isn't supportive. There's just no way. So it's either coming from 
family of origin, which goes back and back and back so many generations. That's a whole other podcast because that's really deep. Or it come, or it could be a combination. It could come from society. It could come from experiences in your past. Because a thought that we think over and over and over again, you may have heard this, is a belief. That's how we have beliefs. We just think a thought over and over and over and over and over. And a thought that we think over and over is intricately connected to how we feel and how we feel is intricately connected to what we do, how we act. So if we're thinking thoughts over and over again that are not necessarily the most supportive, chances are you are not gonna live a fulfilling life. And if you're, li- if you're listening to this, if you're living, then you're listening. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you most likely want to get a better grasp on your mind and you want to be able to live a fulfilling life, whatever that means to you. There are so many podcasts out there that are all about living your best life. I have mixed feelings about that term. And I also feel that it's about your whole life, like your whole self. It's not about your best self. It's about your whole self. So I, I oftentimes use the analogy, which is very fitting because of this, uh, podcast name, which is the closet series, obviously is I use an analogy of looking at your mind as a mental closet. So if you're looking at your mind as a mental closet, then what that means is that you are going through your closet in your mind. So you're going through your thoughts. Your thoughts are the articles of clothing, and you're just going to notice which ones work for you and which ones don't anymore, which ones are too tight, which ones are itchy, which ones don't, don't you even like, you don't even look at them, which ones have you like create some sense of guilt or a sense of shame. It's just like when you go through your actual closet. And you see things and you're like, oh, I don't really like that anymore, but I feel guilty because so-and-so bought me this and I will feel awful getting rid of it. Or, oh, you know what? I'm going to keep that because once I lose however many pounds, I'll be able to fit into it. So that will give me the incentive to get back in when it doesn't, let's be honest. It all it does is create more shame every time you sit down to watch a movie or you skip a workout and you're like, oh, I'm never going to get into this outfit. So you're not going to keep anything that creates guilt and shame as much as you can consciously be aware of it, but to be consciously aware of it, you have to do the same thing you do in your actual closet. You have to go and take a look and then pull out the clothes so you can get a really good feel for them. And you even try them on. So last night I did that. I am part of a program that is uh, Kathy Heller's program. I don't know if you're familiar with her. If you're not, she has a fantastic podcast and I will link it in the show notes below. And the, we're in the second week right now. And the exercise is to go through your closet and your drawers of clothing, all of your clothes, and look at them and pay attention to what your future self would wear. What would your future self wear? We've already done a ton of work on future self and getting really clear on that. And my belief is that we already have our future self in us. It's just like, Joey and friends, when he walks in, you know, the episode where he busts into Monica and Rachel's apartment wearing all of Chandler's clothes. That's what I think of when I think of all of the unconscious thoughts that we're thinking that are just totally covering our true Joey Tribbiani. You know what I mean? So you want to unpack all of that so that you can get some breathing room. So last night 
I turned on music. I went through all my clothes and I went to bed with three bags of clothes full to donate and also to bring to a yoga class that I went to today to share with friends. And I went to bed feeling space and feeling relieved and exhausted, but relieved. And then I woke up this morning and opened my closet and I felt so good because it is all energy. So when you pay attention to how you're feeling internally, the external will also show that. And sometimes, a lot of times, we need to go through the external to pull it all off and get rid of a ton of stuff so that we can truly see what we want to be seeing. But if we just kind of go through life in a zombie-like state, we're not going to see anything. And it takes a ton of courage to take a look in the closet. It totally does. And not a lot of people are doing it for tons of different reasons. And there is good reasons not to, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but at the same time, it's not helping anybody, especially not you. So here is what I will offer you. One way to just start paying attention and start noticing your thoughts is to set a timer. And if that just made you totally fall asleep, I have another option for you. <laughs> so wake up and stay with me. And if you're driving, I so hope that didn't have you pass out. Okay. So what you're going to do is an option is to set a timer for a week. So it's just seven days of your life. It's not anything crazy. And you're going to set a timer for morning, afternoon, and night. And you're going to just, when the timer goes off and you can have it be like a song you like, or like a very pleasant sound. It doesn't have to be like a cranking alarm. And you're just going to notice what your thoughts are and you're going to write them down. That's it for a week. And at the end of the week, you're going to look back and you're going to most likely see some patterns and some themes popping up. And chances are you may cringe, which is totally normal and great because cringing is part of the process. You know, growing pains aren't growing pains for no reason. And you're going to just notice and you're going to do your best to notice with more curiosity than judgment. So if you have to start this with some sort of supportive mental statement, it could be something like, you know what? I'm doing this for me and for my family, like my future family, or I'm doing this for me and my friends because I'm going to show up better for them because I'm showing up better for me. Or I'm going to do this because of the people I serve, no matter what industry you work in, because whatever you do for yourself inevitably benefits other people in some way. So you're going to pay attention to your thoughts. And then when the patterns start popping up, you might notice, oh my gosh, I always knew I had a tendency to worry. I didn't realize how much real estate it took up in my head. Like I am consistently worried. I'm just in a state of worry which by the way is a habit, which by the way may also be genetic and which by the way is addictive. It's a habit, it's addictive. And cortisol I just heard is the most addictive chemical in our body, more so than nicotine, which is crazy. So give yourself some grace, pay attention. Okay, so I notice I worry. I also notice it's a habit. I notice to break a habit, you need to notice it. You need to pay attention. Okay. So you're going to notice it. So it might be that you notice that there's a lot of thoughts about worry. There might be thoughts about money. There might be thoughts about parenting. You might be really hard on yourself about the way that you are as a parent or as a partner or what people are thinking of you or um, 
that you really, really want to pursue some sort of a career and that keeps staying in your mind, yet you're not doing anything about it. This is all great. And the reason is because it's the foundation, right? So paying attention, noticing, being aware is the number one for you to do anything about it. So right away, you are giving yourself more agency to actually take back control of your mind versus the other way around. And then from there, you have many choices. And if you missed my episode on intuition, I'll put that in the show notes too. go back and listen to that because that gives you some clear exercises for you to listen in. So under the ego fear of like, our ego always wants us to stay small and safe and familiar. That's normal. It's not helpful though. Right. So you're going to just, okay, I get it. This is normal that my ego is going to start ramping up and you might even get more anxious, put your hands on your heart. Cause that's been proven to calm your body down and get you out of your mind. You're putting your hands on your body. So it gets you out of your mind. And it also wakes up the energy in your heart. It brings you closer to that. You're going to just take a deep breath and you're going to notice inside. All right. I notice that the majority of my thoughts are leaning towards being really, really, really hard on myself about money or feeling like there isn't enough money or whatever it is, right? Money is a common one for everybody. And then you're going to put your hands on your heart and you're going to say, what is the best next step for me to take to feel better about money or to have a better relationship with money? And you're going to listen. And I promise you something will pop up. It could be a person's name. It could be a podcast. It could be a book. It could be taking a walk because as they say, the consciousness that is seeing the problem is not the same consciousness that will solve it. You need to be at a higher frequency to be able to solve the problem that you're noticing because the problem you're noticing is, is keeping you smaller. So sometimes a walk, not sometimes, always a walk works wonders. And you're going to just notice. And the blessing here is that there are so many ways that you can gain what you need, the support you need about any topic. But if we're staying on money about money, there's so many different podcasts. There might be a name of someone who pops up and you know, their sibling is in the financial industry. And you may say, Hey, can I just have, you know, 20 minutes to just talk to you about my situation? Maybe you can guide me to like what the best resource is. And remember too, I've said this before, and I love this reframe on asking for help. Cause for many of us, it's really, really hard. We have, uh, an internal stigma and also an external societal stigma about asking for help that we should do it on our own. And that, you know, it might be weak or we might be showing that we're incapable to ask for if we're asking for help. And it comes from Catherine Morgan Schaffler, who is the author of the perfectionist guide to losing control, which is a book that I highlighted uh, in a previous episode and her reframe for asking for help is brilliant. And it's so simple. And it's this. By asking for help, I'm showing that I'm not giving up. Full stop. Like, awesome, right? So just have these tools in your back pocket because your ego is going to freak out when you start noticing your thoughts. It's going to be like, shove all the clothes back in your mental closet. Let's just keep you covered like Joey Tribbiani. And no, as adorable and hilarious as Joey is, we don't want him covered in Chandler's clothes, just like we don't want you covered in somebody else's thoughts. So 
give that a try. Now, if setting the alarm on your phone is not your thing whatsoever, another way to do it is to just make a list of the core feelings and what situations have you experiencing those feelings. So you could do, I experience joy when I experience anger, when I experience fear, when I experience sadness, when, or I experience embarrassment, when, and you're going to be brutally honest with yourself and you're going to get it out on paper. So you're not wallowing in it and let it, letting it loop in your head. You're actually having it move through you and out onto paper. And you're going to just notice. And the blessing there is that when you can pay attention and you see it on paper, you can do something about it. So it's the same type of thing. You can go back, check in with yourself. What's the best next step to take? The other is you may just know, you might say, you know, I notice I get really angry when I get in the car and I just know I'm going to be in traffic for 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. Or I get really angry when I go to this relative's house and he or she says, fill in the blank. You may know that you do, but until you get it on paper, that's when it becomes really conscious. Then you can make a plan. You can be proactive. You can say, you know what? I am accepting the fact that there is traffic. I'm not happy about it. What I'm going to do instead is make a call with a buddy of mine or with my sister. And I'm going to use that time to talk to someone I love who lights me up. I'm going to listen to a great podcast. I'm going to make a playlist of songs for traffic called Traffic Sucks. And you're just going to have a podcast, a, a playlist of songs that really light you up so that it almost becomes that you look forward to traffic as crazy as it may sound. And for the person that we all have, whether it be at a relative's house or whether it be at work or whatever, you can have some proactive like, okay, when this person does this, I'm going to fill in the blank. So I'm either going to stop talking or I'm going to go to the bathroom before we have that meeting, or I'm going to meditate or go for a walk before we head to that relative's house so that I can clear my mind, or I'm going to only have one drink instead of having two or three drinks to numb out. It feels good at first, but then all of a sudden it is a, um, disaster. <laughs> Let's be honest. So you can start being proactive and paying attention. Okay. And you're noticing right now, that's it. You're just noticing and you're taking out the clothes and you're keeping what you want and you're just starting to pay attention. So even if you just go through one mental drawer and you just take out two thoughts, that is better than none. Start small, start small. And we'll go from there. I'm going to share with you some self-regulating tips in addition to what I already shared in future episodes, but we're going to do it piece by piece. So it's not overwhelming. And then um, very excited because next week I am jumping back into the new series. If you're not familiar within the closet series called Chris notes, where I highlight a book that I love that I share with you. And I'm going to be highlighting one of my dear friends who has her book debut, which I'm so excited for her. Her name is Christy Caruso and Christy and I have known each other for 30 years. Plus it's crazy to say that out loud. And she wrote a beautiful book called lessons from the nest, all about parenting and life. And she has it illustrated by the wonderful Karen Vita, who is a local tattoo artist and illustrator and artist, and they are going to eventually be on the podcast to talk about their collaboration and the book and everything. But first I'm going to give you just a mini, um, 
Chris notes on the book next week. So definitely stay tuned for that. And I will see you then. Long gone are the days that frazzled and foggy ran the show. Join me on June 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern time for Get Ahead of Your Head. This is a 60-minute workshop that is online and that I promise you will be what you need to offer you relief and to totally reset you to re-enter your life feeling clearer and more confident in how you navigate internally what's going on in your mind. I'm going to be sharing with you strategies and techniques and exercises that my clients love. Why? Because they work. They totally work. You can go ahead and register at the link in the show notes below. And of course, DM me on Instagram if you have any questions, or you can email me at Christy at so to speak, S-O-W-T-O-S-P-E-A-K.com. I'll see you there. I know your time is so valuable. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Closet Series. It means so much that you took the time to be here, to listen in, and hopefully to apply what you learned in helping you get out of your head and back into your life. And I would be so grateful if you would go ahead and leave a review wherever you're listening in from so that it helps other people learn about the series as well. And of course, if you have any questions on the topics of emotional intelligence or anything mindset related that you would like to have me answer on the podcast, please send them in with the email subject line closet series Q&A at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y at so to speak, S-O-W-T-O-S-P-E-A-K dot com. We'll see you next week.